Crustacean lovers reunite. Here is some interesting news about lobsters. Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. Now, I know lobsters because I live in New England. I've lived in New England for over 30 years. You can get lobsters here year-round, and they are the best in the world. Don't let anyone tell you about South African lobsters, which are really not lobsters, or Australian lobsters, which are really not lobsters, some kind of crayfish with steroid conditions. I know real lobsters, and the best in the world are in New England. We're talking Rhode Island up to Maine. Now, lobsters should only be eaten steamed. They should never be eaten broiled. They should never be eaten boiled. They should be eaten steamed. And consequently, size does not affect how good a lobster tastes. People say, well, once you get over three or four pounds, they're tough, they're rough. Those people don't know what they're talking about. It's all in the preparation. Now, what you need, of course, is a restaurant and a chef with a steamer large enough to accommodate a seven or eight pound lobster. And don't laugh, every Father's Day, my wife treats me to a seven pound lobster at the moorings in Newport. Early June, and the staff comes out to present it. Chef knows me, we used to have to give a credit card first, we don't anymore. And I attack the seven pound lobster and I eat every bit. I'm in training for an eight pound. Size does not matter, as opposed to other things in life. No one knows how long a lobster can live or how big they can get. They've caught 80 pound lobsters. They've caught lobsters they believe to be 100 years old. They don't know how big they get. Lobsters live way down in the depths. They walk along the bottom. They search for food down there, they're scavengers, and they eat the detritus that falls from above. They stay out of those fights up there, and then they eat on the bottom. Lobsters have been around for 360 million years. In one form or another, you know, perhaps the early ones were as big as a truck, 360 million years, folks. Dinosaurs came and went during that time. We've been here for 10,000 years. So that's how well lobsters have done. Lobsters have an exoskeleton, and herein lies the moral of my tale. They have to molt to grow. That is, since it's an exoskeleton, they have to get rid of their shells. It's the only way they can grow. Otherwise, the shell constrains them and they will die. So lobsters molt, and when they molt, they become very vulnerable. Their shells are good protection, but when they molt, not so much. And so they find hiding places. They generally hide in a rock, uh, under a rock, or in a cave to protect themselves. And lobsters have a dominant hierarchy. Victorious lobsters, that is lobsters who fight to get the best feeding grounds and fight to get the best hiding places, become the top of the hierarchy. They attract the most covetous females. They breed well, and they produce other lobsters like them. On the other hand, defeated lobsters, well, defeat breeds defeat. And they feel pretty badly about themselves, and they won't take on the superior lobster again. So success perpetuates success, and the most successful lobsters become the best at finding the best places to eat and protecting themselves and perpetuate the species with the best of the best and been doing so for 350 million years. Now, in that growth, in that longevity, in that success, is this forced vulnerability. And there's a constant competition for advantage. It's been found that the brains of defeated lobsters, who lose a battle for turf and safety, 
actually dissolve and reform. The brains dissolve and reform to accept more submissive roles. In other words, they never expect to be dominant after that. Now, we're not crustaceans. I understand that. But we spend too much time trying to be invulnerable. The best of my groups, my genius groups, my mastermind groups, my growth cycle groups, these groups I put together globally, the best of them share openly and are readily vulnerable. One of the uh, people in one of these groups who's been highly successful observed another group that I facilitate. And it's a very different kind of group. I didn't put it together. And she said about that one, this is a different dynamic. Every single person is always having their best year ever. They never have any vulnerabilities. So it's fine to share victories, but the students at West Point are asked to study defeats. We try more to be perfect instead of trying more to be honest. If any of you belong to a large trade association, you know what happens. You know, if I show up at the National Speakers Association Convention, it's a place where everyone comes together once a year to brag about how well they're doing and to lie about how well they're doing. Nobody ever said, I had a terrible year, can you give me some help? Contrast that with truly effective therapy. When the therapist gets you to open up and admit your uncertainties and admit your doubts and admit your blemishes so you can get at the cause of things. I test my potential coaching clients by challenging them in their comfort zones. I will say readily to them, Listen, as, as you've explained it, your business model isn't working. And some people run away rather than try to face that. And some say, well, show me. I had a woman the other day who explained to me that she had made no money last year and very little the year before. She was living off considerable savings she had from prior to that because she had once been very successful. But the business model she used back then will no longer work today. And I told her that. And I said, listen, I am not going to stalk you. Call me if you want help, because I can't help people who don't want to be helped. Well, she never called back. She doesn't want that vulnerability out. She's scared of it. She'd rather go broke and she'd rather starve. Unless you place yourself in positions of vulnerability periodically, you'll never truly grow. You need to discuss failures. You need to experiment. You need to innovate. You, try to, you need to try new things, and you have to be willing to fail. The freedom to fail is a mantra in many organizations. Don't worry, you have the freedom to fail here. All of us as individuals, though, as entrepreneurs, as solo practitioners, we need to allow ourselves the vulnerability that in failure we find positives and we don't have to hide it. Now, you may think that a lobster is a poor role model, but they've been around for over 300 million years, and we've been around, you and I, for about 10,000 no one knows how long they can live. No one knows how big they can get. And that is the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>